Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. I almost forgot what I was supposed to say for a minute there. So I have a riddle. Oh, no. <laughs> what question can you never answer yes to? I don't know. Are you asleep yet? <laughs> what if you're not asleep? Then you can't answer yes. Because oh. you're not asleep. Oh. If you're asleep, you won't answer because you're asleep. Okay. Okay. I get it. Okay. Now, I have some silly rules that have backfired. Okay. First one, my middle school had a no-touching rule, which meant you'd get suspended for high-fiving a friend. Girls got in trouble for hugging their friends. Our teachers thought this was ridiculous and would have students high-five each other in their classes for a minute every day. <laughs> that sounds like something I'd do. Yeah. like, fuck you. Hugs for everyone. <laughs> maybe that was their goal. Oh, maybe. Smart. Bring everyone together. The reverse psychology uh-huh. thing. All right. I doubt it, but I'm <laughs> Next one, if you violated the dress code policy, you had to wear these really big gray sweatpants and sweatshirts that said DCV in big orange letters for dress code violation. It became a thing to get caught because they were apparently really comfortable. I was getting ready to say, I'll take some of those. <laughs> when the admin finally caught on that people were trying to get them on purpose, they changed it so that you got in-school suspension. Joke's on them, too, for that. Lots of kids preferred that over being in class. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just drop it seriously well me and Tiran were just talking about it um the school that she goes to they're going to have a meeting on tuesday about how sexist the dress code is oh because these these two teenagers on tiktok it was a a girl and a boy the boy was obviously gay and they went to school wearing almost the exact same thing they had on like belly shirts, but his was showing more of his belly. Mm-hmm. He had on pretty short shorts and she had on like um, the yoga pants, like the stretchy pants. Mm-hmm. They wore almost the exact same thing. She got dress coded and he didn't. Uh, they were like, fuck, this is so sexist. Yes, so, definitely. So yeah, it's become a big thing now. So hmm. even our school district is having a meeting about it. Wow. So fuck yeah. Anyway, next one. When I was in kindergarten, during the morning announcements one day, they came on and said, and please no throwing snowballs. There is a chance you might accidentally get some rocks in them. That was it. So I guess they just announced, here, throw rocks at people. Okay. I don't know. That didn't make any sense. Okay, next one. Okay. My high school put in a policy so that after the third time you were late, you got detention. They didn't change the absent policy. Tardiness decreased by 52%. Absentees increased by 83%. The punishment for missing was nothing until social services comes in. So if you were late, you got detention. If you missed, you didn't get anything. That's so dumb. (laughs) Next one, a school in my area jacked up the cost of of the parking pass. People protested by not buying the pass instead they rode the bus funny thing is 
The county really relies on juniors and seniors driving because they don't have enough buses for all the students. The parking pass fee dropped. People drove again. Don't ever let them tell you driving to school is a privilege. They need you to drive to school. Uh That's funny. (laughs) Yeah. Next one, at a previous job, to try and stop stop us arriving late at the yard and holding up the bus to the work site, they said if you were more than five minutes late, you were docked the first hour's wage. So obviously... If you noticed you were going to be a bit late, you just went to the cafe down the street and had a leisurely breakfast until your docked hour was up. (laughs) Duh. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I would do, too. Like, I ain't going to work in for free. Seriously. Okay, this is my hour break. (laughs) Goodbye. Next one, my school banned all balls over a couple of inches in diameter because someone kicked a football through the window during lunch most of us that walked home walked past the woods by the golf course and had a a ready supply of golf balls as a result golf balls were allowed under the new rules due to their size three broken windows and one lunch period later they weren't (laughs) okay there was a sign in the boys bathroom asking not to bounce balls on walls you can bet that the wall got humped a lot. <laughs> I knew where that was going. Okay, I'll leave it in. I didn't know if you'd like that one or not. I just got <laughs> stupid image. I know. Head. I know. That's why I was not going to read it. You had to put that one in. Now everyone has that image in their head. Okay, sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, next one. Well, it wasn't a school-wide policy, but I had a super bitchy French teacher who would constantly hand out detentions for things as inconsequential as walking to the trash can to throw away a piece of paper. She absolutely could not deal with the fact that we periodically might need to actually leave our, our chairs for a perfectly valid reason. One day she locked herself out of the classroom and nobody would let her back in. Sorry, we weren't allowed to get out of our seats. She had to get a janitor. <laughs> We're just following the rules. <laughs> it's your rule. And it's very, very important. <laughs> That's what she gets. Fuck bit. yes. That's awesome. <laughs> Next one. If you kept a library book past its due date, your parents would have to return it and explain why it's late. It worked out about as well as you'd think. <laughs> I bet them parents were like, motherfucker. Uh, yeah. You, you, brand new book. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I'm not going up there. <laughs> Next one, my high school tried to crack down on people wearing their ties too short, as was the fashion. It got to the stage where everything except completely pristine uniforms would get you at detention, which coming up to exam season was one more thing we didn't want to deal with. In protest of what was widely seen as a ridiculous rule, ties started getting longer and longer. One foot, two foot, two and a half feet, as long as people could get them. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> it culminated 
in one girl sewing two ties together into a five-foot beast that trailed on the floor as she walked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. After that, the teachers quietly gave up on the new uh, hard-line approach to uniforms, and everything went back to normal. (laughs) That's great. I love that. I love it. (laughs) Uh, they started a no gum rule that made a lot of junior high kids start a black market for gum. <laughs> That's funny. In high school, they banned backpacks in classrooms. Everyone was so pissed, some girls started bringing in bigger purses to put their books in. So a bunch of dudes brought their mom's purses in and were using those for school books. <laughs> Administration and teachers got upset because we found a loophole. So they banned purses too. At which point, a bunch of moms got upset because their daughters had to carry around tampons and stuff in their coat pockets, in addition to all of their books, notebooks, calculators, pens, pencils, and whatever else they needed. Stupid. So stupid. Uh, Next one, no more smoking at the front gate during recess and lunch. Then the smokers started leaving at recess and didn't come back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My company has a part of his alcohol policy said you should not drink for at least four hours before coming to work. When engineers got called about production problems over the weekend, they all just had a beer, but could be (laughs) in about four or five hours. In about four or five hours. (laughs) Next one, we got a new manager for our office. She was an outside hire and was trying to prove herself quickly, and she was obsessed with efficiency. So her first week here, she set, sent out this very rudely worded email about employees eating at our desks. We have a very small break area, four tables, and we have about 300 employees here. And that we all had to stop eating at our desks because it was not efficient to eat and try and work at the same time. Through the coordinated effort by some, some of the more sassy people in the office, they all had their lunches at the same time and filled the break room with about 90 people, <laughs> elbow to elbow, all, and they all ate standing up. <laughs> Literally the next day after that happened, she sent a follow-up email saying that we could eat at our desks, but she advised, advised us to take a break from our work from time to time. It was pretty funny. <laughs> next one, our new man. <clears throat> Dang it, I told my demon never to try and come out when I was t- <laughs> talking. <laughs> Sorry about that. Jeez. <laughs> What's your demon's name? I can't give it power. Oh. Okay. Next one. <laughs> our new manager got rid of the sofa in our break room so people could nap on their hour-long lunch break. No one overslept or took a piss, but it was good to have an option on a tough day. Stoner guys started sleeping in other places, including in between walls and in the warehouse. That's when we started losing him and couldn't find him. <laughs> so he'd have to go into a deeper sleep and was less likely to be a, a disturbed. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> Next one. Don't do anything unless you're directed by your boss. Any deviation from this will result in a write-up or termination. This was a very literal directive from upper management that took place after an office incident. Our work is very fluid, and our team alone contained 20 people. 
Needless to say, productivity hit unfounded lows. <laughs> you think? Well, yeah, you gotta ask for to do anything. Here, let's micromanage everyone. See how that works. Be like, um, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Can I go pee? So dumb. I worked for a software company that routed all sales under 100K to inside sales, while larger orders went to the outside sales team that worked directly with the customers. Until one of the inside sales guys convinced the customer that they didn't need the $2 million software and only needed a 99K upgrade. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's kind of funny though. <laughs> I used to work for a production company that employed a lot of really skilled, award-winning editors. There were producers and executives and directors, but the real money makers, the people who really made the company, were the editors, so the company was basically centered around them. The executives would always order in food for the editors, and the editors would usually eat in their offices while doing their thing. One day, the executives decided to cut paid lunches to save money. The editors all thought this was a dick move, so they'd go out for lunch and sometimes stay out for like three hours. There was nothing the company could do, really, because these editors were top of their top of their game, and a big movie studio, if big movie studios heard that the editor they always use had left, they might leave too, so the company did, couldn't do anything. They saved maybe $15 per person per day, but lost like four hours per person per day. Hmm. So dumb. Mm -hmm. People need to think things through. My dad was a corpsman in the Marines doing high desert training in the Mojave. They had a big problem with unidentified snake bites, i.e. people would get bit but not identify the snake, so it was hard to find the right antidote. So my dad got all the Marines in one room and said, if you get bit by a snake, bring it back here so we can identify it. Not even a full week later, they had to alter the wording a bit because a Marine was bit by a rattlesnake and decided to bring it back without killing it. <laughs> this man had carried the snake all the way back to base alive, and the snake decided to let him know exactly how he felt about that by repeatedly biting him in the oh arm the gosh. entire time. Needless to say, that Marine went home, and they made sure to hold another meeting where they told everyone to kill the snake, then bring it back. <laughs> oh my gosh! What the, what the fuck? Why do you have to specify that? Oh my god. I think... <laughs> you know, I'm gonna say, I know I've said this before, but I'm gonna say it again just in case. Maybe this guy's listening. If someone asks you to do something, and it's dangerous or like you just don't feel right about it, you can say no. <laughs> Even if you don't understand, be like, I'm not carrying a live snake back to you. Then they clarify yes. and everyone would live. <laughs> so oh my God. Oh my God. Next one. At a former job, a software development, there was a foosball table. People would play reasonably often, but just one game to take a break. One day, management came down to the software engineering floor and saw people playing foosball in the middle of the afternoon. So they declared no foosball until 
that ended up making it so that everybody know when everybody knows when there would be other people wanting to play foosball. So it was much easier to find someone willing to play and significantly increase the amount of foosball played at work. Sorry, that was messed up. Oh, that was my last one. Oh, okay. So this week I wanted to do something a little different. Okay. So I'm doing fairy etiquette. Oh. What to do if you meet one of the fair folks. Fair right. folk. All right. Okay. Okay, so it's about 8 p.m. and you've been stuck in the house, office, classroom, another indoorsy place that can be annoying after a, whole, a while, and you think to yourself, I could really do with a spot of fresh air. <laughs> it being summer and only just dusk, you decide to venture down the local nature track. What you may not realize is that this is prime fairy time. Yep, it's the best time to find the fair folk weaving their magic around the woodland, especially if it's a full moon. So what on earth do you do if you catch a glimpse of a wing or they decide to grace you with a full encounter? Fairies have very particular rules, and if you don't follow them, the consequences are not so good. Uh-oh. Here's a guide of eight rules that our ancestors thought should be obeyed in case you happen to meet any member, member of the fae folk on your little evening jaunt. Okay. Number one, never accept a fairy gift. Okay. I know it's a present and I know it appears free, but just don't. <laughs> because if you do, you owe them one and it's not whole. It's not a whole thanks, oh, I'll buy you the next round of drinks at the pub kind of owe them. You owe them anything they choose to ask for at any point. Oh my. Okay. Number two. Do not eat fairy food or drink fairy wine. Even if it's chocolatey fudge sponge cake pudding oozing with caramel and it looks so delicious, it probably will be delicious, so delicious that no human food will ever quite sate your appetite again. Huh. Side effects may be madness, then death. Also, there's a possibility that you'll be trapped in the fairy realm. Weird. Haven't you heard any of these before? No. Oh, I have. Number three, do not follow the music and step into a fairy ring. Little circles of toadstools are a no-go zone on your hypothetical evening stroll. The little natural wonders were said to hold fairy dances. The music coming from the circle was so exquisite that any passerby would feel an imminent desire to join the dance. But there's a bit of a Narnia-esque issue with fairy time. An hour in the dance might be a few centuries in human time. Also, there are some gruesome folk tales where the human can't keep up with their immortal companions and they dance until their feet become bloody stumps. Ew. So maybe you should avoid fae music unless you're prepared to possibly give up everything you know and love, including your feet. Oh my. <laughs> Number four, don't tell the fairy your full name. This is the whole name equals power thing. If you give them your full name, they'll have a certain amount of control over you. Apparently, the reason we have middle names is because the fairies cannot steal a child if they do not know the full name. <laughs> so be proud of your embarrassing middle name and avoid, <laughs> and avoid divulging it to any strangers you meet in the woods, no matter how much they insist they won't laugh. Hmm. Number five, be polite. Very polite. Very, very polite. 
You're going to be refusing gifts, food, wine, the best dancing experience ever, and you're not even going to tell the fairy your full name. I mean, it's kind of rude, isn't it? <laughs> so you're going to need to use expert flattery to get yourself out of this one. Also, fairies were thought to be a little over fond of their reflection, so maybe give them a little compliment on their outfit. Hmm. Number six, but don't give them any clothing unless it's designer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So you've commented on how nice their outfit is, and they return the favor by remarking on your shiny new scarf that you bought from the bargain basement. In fact, you're tempted to give them your shiny new scarf, thinking it'll be enough to excuse yourself, but don't. Because fairies hate cheap clothing and misers. So when they found out about the tatty quality of your scarf, expect some mischief in return. Hmm. Number seven. And whatever you do, don't say thank you. Okay. Thank you is fairy blasphemy. They have went and offered you all of these things you've politely declined or accepted, and then you fall at last. Wait. And then you fall. I'm just going to read it. Okay. And then you fall at last tricky hurdle. <laughs> thank you. What? <laughs> In fairy speak, it means you owe them something in return, you owe them a favor, and who knows what that could be. Also, in some folk tales, fairies who had helped a human used to get a bit annoyed with the thanks they get in return. To them, thanks seems like such a little reward for all the trouble they went to. Okay, and number eight. So you're looking into the distance trying to think of an excuse that requires you to leave. Then you remember little Timmy... You suddenly think, oh yeah, I can use babysitting little Timmy as a reason to make my exit. But don't. Your ancestors were massively scared of their young'uns getting swapped for an old fairy. They thought fairies had to take in human babies to replenish their race, and that they often nabbed new mothers as well because their, mother, or because their milk helped young fairies. So don't use little Timmy as an excuse, or you might be living with a fairy in place of a family member. Hmm. You haven't read any? Or no. That's the so only, weird. The only reason I've heard them is because they're, I, I read a lot of the, like the paranormal yeah. books. Mm -hmm. And if it's about fairies, yeah. all this stuff has been in at, at least once. Well, and that's kind of weird because I, you actually a long time ago gave me some fairy tarot cards. And in that, it came with a book. And in that book, like it encourages you to dance with them and sing with them and really yeah so the whole time mm. you were reading that i was like weird why that is weird why would they encourage you to do that if they're so tricky and yeah mm. very interesting weird. i have heard though that if you that you're supposed to leave like cream or something outside okay. yeah. yeah for fairies or whatever but again like if you if you I mean, they're so tricky, though. Like, it seems if you do anything, it could possibly open you up to them. Oh, yeah. Just don't do nothing. Yeah. Just, just quietly walk away. Yeah. Say hi and bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I really don't remember what I did this week. I think these are just creepy things. Maybe. Uh, number one, this toddler's conversation. My wife had a miscarriage at 20 weeks. It was a girl, and we were going to call her Samantha. 
A couple of days later, my wife hears our two-year-old talking in her room in the middle of the night. My wife goes up and asks her what she's doing, and she says, I'm talking to Samantha. She's on the ceiling. <laughs> Next one, the night terror hallucinations that may have been something more. I get night terrors sometimes or sleep paralysis. Sometimes when people would talk to me when I'm in that half-sleep phase and I responded, it would always, I would always respond with plural pronouns. We're almost up or we're still in bed, that sort of thing. When people ask me why I'm using those pronouns, I'll say something like, we're all together, or my friends are here. I'd start to see people, or figures maybe, right at the edge of my peripheral. They'd look like people I knew, but their faces were always a little bit blurry or very severe looking, like they had been awake for a few days straight. The creepy thing, though, is that they'd always start in my peripheral vision and then begin to loom closer. The next time I was home, I told my dad about my weird half dreams. He got very quiet and told me he had them too, almost every night if he didn't go to sleep right away. Ooh. That would suck. Yeah. Uh, next one. This is a recurring sleep paralysis that feels a little too real. I sleep on my stomach and I get sleep paralysis. I start to feel a creepy demon thing slowly crawling up my bed towards me. The mattress feels like it's being pressed down by something's legs and arms. Then the bed sheet starts to slowly get pulled down my back and I'm lying there unable to move or see what's happening. Every single time it happens, I manage to convince myself that, it, that this time it's actually real and I'm not asleep. Eventually I'll manage to blink myself awake and the blankets are always halfway down my body. <sighs> oh my God. Next one, my parents' bedroom is at the front of the house immediately at the front door. My mom goes out maybe once a year, and one night she came back at maybe 2 a.m. from her annual girls' night. She took her shoes off and headed upstairs to my and my siblings' bedroom to say goodnight. My dad sleeps like a log, but for some unexplained reason, he was aware that the front door opened for a second time. It took him a few seconds to make, make it to the front door, and my mom was halfway up the stairs. But a random man was standing inside the house. Seeing my dad's shocked face, he ran. The chances that this man happened to catch my mom on the rare occasion that she went out and basically the unheard of occasion that she didn't lock the door behind her and my dad manages to protect the family. Oh, I can't imagine what would have happened if this guy was any luckier. My mom maybe never would have made it up the driveway or we all could have been in danger. It was weird. Anyway. Did that make sense to you? Kind of, yeah. Uh, next one, I was in a major car accident over a decade ago. My car was hit by another car in such a way where I lost control of the car and somehow it went a full circle on the highway. I T-boned a jersey wall, completely destroying it and cracking the next two in line, and I bounced off that onto the off-ramp with my side of the car facing traffic. I'm about to exhale when I hear, Hey, kid, when I start counting, you have eight seconds to move your car or you'll be hit by an 18-wheeler. Do you understand? Eight, seven, six. The voice didn't have to tell me twice. I threw my car into drive and got onto the shoulder. At one, an 18-wheeler drove by the spot my car was parked on. I should have died, according to the cops surveying the crash site later, but I walked away with a few bruises and I needed a root canal a few, few days later. I probably imagined the voice, but damn, I'm believing it was something otherworldly. I don't think they imagined anything. I don't think they did either. That was fucked up. Mm -hmm. Hey, kid, eight, 
Seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fucked up. Okay, next one. Small apartment, new wife, first kid. In order to get into the kitchen from the living room, you had to walk past the couch, a computer desk, and into the doorway. For an adult, this is fine. For a child who was just learning to run and a computer desk that was at the perfect, make sure your kid eats crayons and only count to spaghetti height, it was a nightmare. What? This person does not know how to write. (laughs) I was tired, positioned on one end of the couch and trying to watch TV. I had worked, I had just worked a million hours at the factory and just wanted some, some peace. My daughter runs by me at I can't wait to wear a helmet speeds and I catch her before she bonks off the desk. I tell her to stop running into the kitchen and go back to dozing in front of the TV. She tries it again, giggling, thinking it was now a game. I turn her around, yell at her some more more sternly, and repeat this game about three more times while my, while my wife watches TV on the other end of the couch. Then, half asleep, I watch in horror as a little blonde head zooms past me and into the kitchen. I lose my shit. I jump up yelling and stop in, stomp into the kitchen just in time to see the cupboard under the sink close. Mm. What the hell are you doing? I yell. What? What in the hell was that? My wife asked from behind me, wide-eyed and paled, with my young daughter mostly asleep in her arms. <laughs> we never, ever looked and moved soon after. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if I would look or not. That is fucking creepy. It is very creepy. Oh, my God. Next one. I went to Argentina a few years ago to see my mom's side of the family. I had tons of fun in Argentina, except for when I had to sleep at night. The guest room was right next to a storage room, which had this strange, creepy doll that my mom got as a kid. I knew something was off about it. Fast forward to about uh, 2.30 a.m., and I hear this loud thump in the storage room. Another thump follows. This threw me and my mom awake, and we went to see what was going on. The doll somehow got out of the chair and hit the door. (laughs) I couldn't sleep for the rest of the night. That is fucking good. That that doll would not still be in the house. Absolutely not. No. He'd start a nice fire. (laughs) You're not supposed to burn things like that. I don't care. That is creepy. What you do is you cut it up into pieces and bury it. Oh, so it'll haunt tons of people. (laughs) (laughs) No, it'll only haunt if it's in one piece. Oh. That's my thinking anyway. Then why can't you burn it? I don't know. I just heard you're not supposed to burn shit. All right. We'll cut it up in little pieces and bury it in everyone else's yard. <laughs> I was I was talking about our yard, but oh. that's even better. Yeah, I no, I don't want it in my yard. <laughs> okay, next one. I grew up in northern New England, just north of the White Mountain National Forest. There's a strange energy here that's hard to describe unless you've experienced it. Nonetheless, most of the people I know have lived in the area for some time, have had at least one or two good ghost stories. I've experienced things my entire life. When my great-grandmother passed away, my mom would find me on the floor in our den having a conversation with her empty rocking chair, completely alone, in the middle of the night. Whenever she'd find me, she'd ask who I was talking to. Well, Nana, of course. This happened for years, and I have no memory of these times. I can only tell you that I was a super soft little dude, and I wouldn't have wandered into a dark room without a compelling reason. Hmm. 
Next one, this kid who met his namesake even before he was born. We have a picture of my wife's late grandpa on our glass table. My then two-year-old, who has, who was named for him, walks past it one day, points to him, and says, I met him before I was born. He was really nice to me. Aww. It's a really nice story, if not a bit creepy. Next one, my mom, I lost my mom to cancer a couple years back. Well, a couple years after, my brothers and I were visiting my dad in their house over the December holidays. It's a small place, so since there wasn't much sleeping room, and I being the youngest, was to sleep in the lounge area. The front of the apartment was an open plan and connected to the kitchen, and in the kitchen, on the fridge, was and still is a little Pikachu fridge magnet, which, when you press its belly, would say Pikachu. It's more than 15 years old, but still working. I was a Pikachu fanatic when I was a kid. So in the middle of the night, everyone asleep, this thing starts going off like crazy. At first I thought, it's got to be my brother's playing some stupid trick on me. So I sit up straight, look over to the fridge, which I can see from my mattress, but nobody's ne near it. I get up to go check it out, but as soon as I come close to it, it stops. I'm still groggy, so I'm like, whatever, and head back to bed. I fall asleep, but after a little while, I'm woken up by the sound again. This time, though, as I sit up, there's a white figure of a woman wearing a white nightgown standing at the foot of my bed, one just like the one my mom had. I had an icy cold hanging in the air, like almost burning my face cold. She looks at me in a confused voice, says, this is my house, right? Which makes sense because she was very confused during her last couple of months. Her personality deteriorated very fast. I completely froze, but at that moment I hear footsteps from the hallway and she vanishes. As I'm sitting there trying to process what just happened, my brother walks into the room, turns on the light, and sees me pale as a ghost. I apparently asked him if he and his wife were trolling me or something, but he actually got up to investigate the sound too. His wife was fast asleep. Now, being a logical guy, I did kind of figure out a scientific explanation for what happened. My other brother's kids had been over that day, too, and they played around with the Pikachu magnet. Also, all this went down in the summer while it was very hot outside during the day, but when the sound started at night, it was cold as hell. Also, maybe that Pikachu's belly expanding during the day and then shrunk to the point where some switch inside was making contact. As for Mama, we were spring cleaning that day and put up her favorite curtains that I remembered from when I was a kid. So there's no doubt she was in my mind a lot, and I might have just been very groggy. But you know what? It just doesn't feel like one big coincidence. Mm -hmm. Next one, I woke up one evening back in 2015. I remember waking up really thirsty and going for a drink of water in the kitchen. Oh, I kept thinking, gum for some reason. Like, get the gum cup, pour the gum water. Which is weird, because I don't say that, ever. So anyway, fast forward to the next morning, I get up and drive across town to meet my father-in-law to help him move a refrigerator, and on my way, I drove through a scene of a bad car-slash-motorcycle accident. The rider on the motorcycle was on the ground, on his stomach, and as I passed by, my blood ran cold when I saw a little license plate on his bike that read, Dag Gum. Hmm. Woo, creepy. Next one, I was a security coordinator for a large electric company and had access to like 80 plus of the, of the facility's CCTV infrastructures. 
I was doing a maintenance check on some random train station at like 3 a.m. Panned a camera as far to the right as possible to check that it was functioning and saw this dude on all fours eating a deer in the middle of the tracks. Watched him for like 10 minutes and went to get the other guy on the shift. When I came back, the dude was gone. I rewound it and the dude stopped munching on the carcass, whipped a, the, wiped the gore off his face and walked into the woods like he didn't have a care in the world. Ugh. What the hell? I don't know. Gross. Next one, I live in the deep mountains. I'm taking, I'm talking 45 minute drive to the nearest small town. We are nearly completely isolated and surrounded on all sides by thousands of acres of national forest. It is not uncommon for large predators to roam through our property, grizzlies, lions, wolves, etc. To help combat this, my wife and I have several large shepherd dogs that roam the property. If something goes bump in the night, either the dogs freak out or they don't. After a while, you learn to interpret their barking and growling from batshit panic when a bear is outside to yapping when a raccoon gets in the trash. One December evening, my wife and I are watching Planet Earth. My shepherds love to watch the television and see all the cool animals. We had watched several episodes and they never made a peep when they saw sharks, elephants, uh, hyenas, blah, blah. Then come the mountains, the mountain episode and they cut to a night vision screen of a mountain lion stalking in the dark. The dogs all lost it, nearly knocked over the TV trying to attack it. It was unnerving to say the least. We get lions around here, but to see how keen the dogs were on just a clip of one really, of one really demonstrated not only the fact that they were intimately familiar with the threat, but that they instinctively knew what one looked like prowling in the night. It was an inherent threat, and they they were scared to death of it. We had watched hundreds of hours of the show with them and never once got that reaction before. Hmm. Uh, we are again all outside on a cold winter night. My wife and I plop down to watch some TV, and the dogs gather around intently. I decide to throw on some stupid alien documentary my friend recommended. The dogs watch closely, but seem normal. Then the documentary shows some supposed pics of graylings lurking in the night. The dogs fucking lose it. Mm, Worse than the mountain lions. Me too. Holy shit, we have to turn the TV off to stop the dogs from destroying the house. And even then, they are still all super freaked out. Tails tucked, whimpering, and the works. Again, we watch TV with them all the fucking time and never had, had them got, get riled up like that let alone in full panic, except for those two instances. After we calm the dogs down, my wife and I sit in silence for a long while as the horror slowly wash over us. That what if when you hear the dogs freaking out in the middle of the night apparently could be aliens. Not uh, fucking cool. No, it's Holy not. Holy shit, that's creepy. Next one, this chilling moment. Oh. It was about midnight and I was chilling in my room watching some show with the volume as low as one does when it's nighttime and the house is quiet. I'm mind minding my own business when I get this sudden chill up my spine and my stomach drops. Before I can even be like, uh, that's weird, I hear this piercingly loud sound of a woman screaming with her mouth closed. Only the sound is both directly in my ear and also coming from the living room directly outside my bedroom door. It lasts for maybe two seconds before the house becomes silent again. At this point, my heart is beating out of my chest and I'm sweaty. And despite my hand now being on the doorknob, 
I'm wrestling between the ideas of this is how people die, you dumb bitch. And I have to make sure this isn't my mom or sister. So family wins out and I begrudgingly open the door to the dark. A few seconds later, both my brother and sister come out of their rooms having the same wide-eyed look. After seeing that our parents are fast asleep, all doors and windows are locked, the street is empty, and everything is unchanged, we confirm that we all hear the exact same thing, a disembodied scream coming from the center of the living room and directly next to us, despite being on the opposite ends of the house. Still no explanation for it, and it's not, only, it's not the only weird thing to have happened in this house. Ugh. Didn't like that. No, that's creepy. Next one, my mom used to tell me that when I was a little youngin, still in the crib, I'd point at the popcorn ceiling in my room and say, the man, the man, as if there was something there. One day, my mom took me to my cousin's house a state away where they had family photos along the wall. She was carrying me and pointing out different family members, and I pointed at one and said, the man, the man. The man being my great-grandfather, whom I share a name with, and died before I was born. My mom said this would have been the first time I'd seen my great-grandfather in a photo. Hmm. And this is my last one. My grandma had a neighbor friend who unfortunately lost her husband when she was young, about 40 or so years ago. This woman was so upset because for a couple of years after his death, she couldn't dream of her husband. For some reason, it really bothered her that she couldn't experience a dream with him in it. It's also, or it's almost like she wanted it for the comfort. Some time passes, and this woman is preparing to sell her house and move closer to her kids. They live to state over. Suddenly, she gets her wish. She starts dreaming, and her husband is in them. In every one, her husband wakes her up, sits down on the bed, and starts speaking to her. However, his speech horrifies her. It was described to me as backwards or garbled. Mm. I imagine it to be something similar to the way the Twin Peaks characters speak in the Black Lodge. I don't know what that is. So, yeah, pretty goddamn creepy. She can't make out a single word. A few days before she's about to move out for good, she goes to bed and dreams of him again. The dream is the same except for she understands one word he says. He grabs her in the dream and repeatedly says, rafters almost seeming panicked she wakes up rattled but returns to sleep the next day she's finishing packing up in the basement and looks up to see the rafters she dreams or she remembers the dream and is compelled to reach up in them she does and pulls out thousands of dollars worth of world war ii bonds her husband had purchased without her knowledge she swears he never told her about them So he appeared in her dream to tell her so she wouldn't leave all those bonds behind when she sold the house. Story still gives me chills. Uh, It's cool. It's so, like, it's so reassuring Mm -hmm. and, like, validating. And, like, he was like, get the money! (laughs) Rafters, woman! (laughs) That's great. Oh, yeah. Those are mine. All right, it's time for the witty wrap-up. Yeah. I did funny tweets. Okay. I'm sure you're surprised. <laughs> I'm so surprised. Okay. My kid's superpower is using 24 different cups in a day to drink three <laughs> cups of water. Holy shit, mine do that too. It's amazing. <laughs> what do parents do? What did parents do before smartphones, like push the swing with both hands or something? We had to be inventive, like tie a string, (laughs) just 
use something and then go sit in your lawn chair and pull it. <laughs> this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, my 12-year-old compl- complimenting dinner. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought this was going to be disgusting, Mom. <laughs> My daughter wanted to play in our flooded yard, and I had to explain the concept of poop water to her. <laughs> Me, how was your first day? 12-year-old in tears. Why didn't you tell me middle school doesn't have a playground? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I remember that when I was little. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. I was, I was upset, too. <laughs> No one said anything. (laughs) Oh, my God. Playdates were invented to force parents to clean their home. (laughs) Maybe. My seven-year-old was mad at me, so she wrote me a no-thank-you card and told me I better watch out. Oh. (laughs) This is exactly what I imagine it feels like to be threatened by a Care Bear. (laughs) (laughs) You better watch out. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's hilarious. I appreciate the thought, kindergarten, but my son doesn't need three days off for Labor Day. He's actually unemployed and lazy as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I was lightly scolded by my wife and oldest daughter for using the baby as a table. They're just mad they didn't think of it first. Oh my gosh. I pay for Netflix, Hulu, and Disney Plus, and all these damn kids want to watch his cupcake decorating videos on YouTube. Oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> true. Oh my god. <laughs> Five year old. I'll fix it when you say sorry 50 times. Three year old. Okay, sorry 50 times. <laughs> I hate everyone. <laughs> Parenting hack. Any dessert that can be that can't be split evenly between your kids is now yours. <laughs> nice. <laughs> My 5-year-old is learning about exercise and endurance, but he keeps saying insurance. Yesterday, he asked me if you need good insurance when you run. I told him at my age you had better. <laughs> I yelled at my kid through a mouthful of Cheez-Its. <laughs> that says something I would do. You need to eat healthier. <laughs> so I'm eating my donut. <laughs> oh, my God. Peter Pan seems like a fun read until it's an hour past bedtime, and you're trying to convince your kid that she always has to tell you before she leaves the house, even <laughs> if it's through the window in the middle of the night with a magical flying man. <laughs> Yes. At least leave a note. Yes. (laughs) At this point in my life, all my clothes come from places that also sell groceries and tires. (laughs) (laughs) In hell, there are no flames, only overly exhausted kindergartners crying about how they aren't tired. Oh, my gosh. That would be horrible. 
What I'm presently doing appears to be causing my parents great consternation. I will, I shall forge ahead, toddlers. My. <laughs> Welcome to parenthood. You now have popsicle scissors. Popsicle scissors. I didn't get that one. I don't get it either. Okay. Maybe someone else does. Maybe. <laughs> Do you ever leave a social situation and you're just like, hmm, that was not my best work? Maybe. Yes. Sorry, I totally missed that one. I'm still on the popsicle uh, scissors. <laughs> Maybe they meant you have a pair of scissors to open the popsicles with. Oh, maybe. Like a specific popsicle scissors? Oh. Yeah. Okay. I can see Still that. weird. They need to explain. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. And I missed that last one. Do you ever leave a social situation and you're just like, mm, that was not my best work? Oh, God, yeah. Yes. My aunt, who has never been married before, told my cousin braids aren't appropriate to wear for her wedding. I asked her what hairstyle did she wear when she got married. Now everyone is yelling. I was just asking a question. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Do I want better photos of myself? Yes. Do I refuse to let anyone take a photo of me? Also, yes. 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 <laughs> this is my last one. A jewel is just an adult binky. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I might cry. <laughs> That's so true. It is. I never know. I don't is. ever have. And if it's not in my hand, I'm like, okay, it's, it's in my pocket. It's in my pocket. Yep. Oh, my gosh. It's so bad. <laughs> hey, it's better than a cigarette. It really is. Because then you have the cigarette and your lighter. And <laughs> those are all binkies. Now, we just have one binky. I'm going to start calling it. I think I might too, because my e-cig thing is not the best. <laughs> I know. I've been trying for years. What do I call it? It's an e-cig thing. Yes. That's, that's exactly yeah. what I call it. Yeah. That's what it is. It's a binky now. It's my binky. <laughs> Peyton's coming home this weekend. I'm going to put it on like on the table or something. He's like, hey, give me my binky. He's going to be like... <laughs> That's all I got. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Send in your stories. We need them. Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook and request to join the group. Um, rate, review, subscribe, recommend, wherever you listen. We will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.